Welcome to The Light of the World, and this is Jerry G. Martin. There is a principle in the Bible that is important for every believer, and that is the principle of having a willing heart. We have to be willing to come to Jesus Christ before we are saved. We have to be willing to receive the Holy Spirit. We have to be willing to be used of God before God uses us. We also have to be willing to be givers before God will continue to bless us with the resources that we need. He told Abraham, I will bless you so that you can be a blessing. But Abraham had to be willing to be a blessing. Listen closely to this message today as we continue to share how God strategically planned to give to those who are willing to give to him. Now come and go with us as we walk in the light of God's word. See, God knew I was going to be willing to give my life to him and my career to him and give my money to him. So he prearranged the provisions for my family. Our church wasn't large enough to even afford to take care of my family, but we didn't have to depend on the church to do that. God blessed what I was putting aside for another purpose and use it for his own glory. See, God knows. He spoke a prophecy through my pastor in 1968 when I was uh, getting ready to leave home. You know how when you get ready to leave home, your parents drag you up to the altar, tell the pastor to pray for you. And so she drug me up to the altar and said, Bishop, will you pray for him when you get ready to leave? He spoke a prophecy over me. He said before the church, this boy is going to preach to thousands of people. I was not saved. I was not seeking. And I was not serving. I wasn't thinking about it. I'm thinking, I don't know who you think you're talking to. I ain't preaching to nobody. I ain't going to church no more. But God had a plan, and God provided protection for me when I wasn't protecting myself. God was looking out for me when I wasn't looking out for myself. God was covering me when I wasn't covering myself. God opened doors for me when I couldn't find my way. God saved me when nothing else could help. He saved me. God planned for me, and God provided for me. He prearranged. Strategically, And I believe he has prearranged blessings for many of you that you have not gotten into it yet because you are not in the place where God can use your life. You're still trying to manage your own life. You're still trying to run everything. But God says, I already got it stashed for you. You just don't know where it is until you get ready to be released to do things like I want you to do it. I have the provisions already provided for you. In Exodus 35, 4, Moses said to the whole Israelite community, this is what the Lord has commanded from what you have taken offering for the Lord. Everyone who is willing is to bring the Lord an offering of gold, silver, and bronze. He said, everyone, he said, from what you have, take it and give it. God never asks us to give what we do not have. He tells you to take out of what you have and give it. He knows this. If you don't have it, you can't give it. So if he wants you to give it, guess what? He got to be sure you have it. But he knows whether you're going to give it or not before you even get it. He knows that. He knows you're going to say, I ain't giving nothing. I ain't giving nothing. Well, he said, well, you ain't getting nothing. He knows when you said, pastor, if I hit the lottery, I'm going to give. He know you're lying. (laughs) 
He said, you're not even giving now. You, you got $12 the other day on that little ticket. You didn't give none of that. You didn't give a dollar twenty off of that. God knows our hearts. So you can't fool him. So he knows when you're willing. He knew that we were going to be willing to give to all these other ministries when we started our church. He knew that I didn't want to hustle and, and do all kind of things for money and say, God, however you want to use us. This is your church. However you want to use us. You want to use us to bless people. We're going to bless people. And we don't care what anybody else say about it. See, God always blesses his people with enough to get the task completed. When we give out of what we have, it's a validation of the willingness and a willing heart. It's a heart of generosity. See, many people won't give until they get something extra. They're not willing to give from what they have. Lord, if you bless me, I'll give it. God said, if you give it, I'll bless you. You're not giving out of what you have. I ain't got enough. You know, uh, Elijah went to the widow woman. You know, she said, all I got is a little meal and a little oil. I'm going to make a cake and, 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 and me and my son, we're going to die. That's it. He said, okay, give me just a little out of that. He didn't, he didn't ask for all of it. He said, out of what you have, will you make me a small cake? She said, all right. She gave and God blessed her and her meal barrel never ran dry. Exodus 35, 20 said, when the whole Israelite community withdrew from God's, from Moses' presence and everyone who was willing and whose heart moved him came and brought an offering to the Lord for the work of the tent of meeting, for all of his serving, and for the sacred garments, and all who were willing. Men and women alike came and brought gold and jewelry of all kinds, brooches, earrings, rings, and ornaments, and they all presented their gold as a wave offering to the Lord. And in verse 29 of Exodus 35, all the Israelite men and women who were willing brought to the Lord free will offerings for all the work the Lord through Moses had commanded them to do. You keep seeing that same thing. All those who were willing. All those who were willing. They bought a free will offering. Gold and, and rings and brooches and all of those things. Chapter 36 verse 4. So all the skilled craftsmen who were doing all the work on the sanctuary left their work and said to Moses. This is what they said to Moses. The people are bringing more than enough for doing the work the Lord commanded to be done. That's an offering. And they said, wait a minute. We, we get more offering than we need. Then Moses gave an order and sent this word throughout the camp. No man or woman is to make anything else as an offering for the sanctuary. And so the people were restrained from bringing more because they had already had was more than enough to do all the work. Man, when have you been to a place where they said, hey, um, we, we don't need no more offering. Y'all just, uh, y'all hold it. We got everything we need for this project. What do you think will happen today? Let's go rent a, a, a storage place. Put the rest of it in. It's, let's let it keep coming and they're telling when we might need it. This is good stewardship of managing. We don't need any more. Listen, the willing had so much that they had to tell them to stop bringing. The willing was keeping on bringing it. And the willing had it. And I would, I would not hesitate to even say this, but I believe that when they started asking the Egyptians for uh, stuff that they told them, the God said, ask them for, for wealth and everything. I guarantee you those who God knew were willing got more than anybody else. Because God knew that they were going to be the one that was going to fund what he wanted to do. Let me close with this. God has plans.
for the willing. What about you? Are you willing? Are you willing to, to say to God, my life belongs to you? Now, if you were, if you came, if you made a decision for Christ and has accepted him as your Lord and Savior, you were willing, you did that willingly. I don't know anybody that got saved. I got saved. They made me say that. They made me say, Lord, I want you to be my Lord and Savior. I wasn't planning on it. I didn't want to be saved, but they just drugged me up there, made me say that, and I didn't want to say that. I didn't really mean it. No. You have to come to the Lord willingly with your life. God, I want you to take my life. And God knows when you're serious about it. Some people just speak it verbally, but they're not in their heart. They're not willing to give their life to Jesus Christ. That same place that I was working to save that money was the place that I sat in my office one day with nobody leaning over me, nobody preaching to me, nobody telling me how bad I was and how much I need the Lord. I'd heard that all my life. I sit there and say, Lord, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm making pretty good money. I'm comfortable with my finances. I'm, I'm comfortable with where I live and where I work, but I'm still missing something in my life. And I need you to come into my life and fill that place. I'm willing to, I'm willing to change. I'm willing to give you the, my life that you can use my life however you want to use it. I am yours. Will you come into my heart? Will you save me? Will you forgive me for all the stuff I've been doing? And at that moment, I willingly gave. We said, we gave my life. I gave my life to the Lord. I'm not running it anymore. It's yours. Use it however you want. You can have something you want to do with me. I don't know what it is, but you can have my life to do whatever you want to do with it. I was willing. And if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior today, that's the first thing you need to be willing to do. Before you ask him, Lord, I want you to bless me. I want, I want, you know, the blessing is so, so normal and common with God. I don't even know why we would ask him to bless us. That comes, that's the benefit that comes with knowing him and, and giving your life to him. That's just a benefit. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and forget not all of his benefits. That's a benefit. The blessing is a benefit. He's, he's looking for somebody whose heart is turned toward him. The Bible said the eyes of the Lord go to and fro throughout the earth looking for someone whose heart is turned toward him so he can work strong on their behalf. God wants to do amazing things through you and by you and for you. The problem is he's looking for somebody who is willing. He didn't save you just so you can go to a church service. He didn't save you just so you can go hear the preacher. Or singing the choir. He saved you so you can make a difference in this world where people need to see the light of the Lord Jesus Christ. They need to see somebody who's saved saying God is good and God will save your soul. He will turn your life around. He will deliver you from every work of darkness. He'll deliver you from every habit, every hurt, every hang up. And God will take you and make you a brand new person. Somebody need to see that. So if you're here today and that's not you, this is an opportunity for you to say, God, I know you got a plan and I am willing. And then God provides for the willing.
And I just learned to trust God's word. We've never had a moment here at this church, even in our family, where we just was worried and concerned about provisions and what God was going to be able to do. We trust God. <laughs> We're like, Lord, you take care of that. That's, that's what you do. You take care of the church. That's what you do. It's amazing. So here's what I want you to do. If you're here today and you say, Pastor, I hear this word. I know that I'm not in a place where I need to be with God in my life, but I am willing to allow God to be the Lord of my life and take control of my life and everything that's in it. While your head's about, if you're here today and you say, Pastor, you've, I'm ready to make a decision. This is not a decision to join our church. You may never come back and be here again, but there has to be a decision that you need to make that you would join the family of God and allow God to govern your life, take the stirring wheel of your life and guide your life. God will never take control of your life and, and cause it to be, your life to be at a disadvantage. This is Jerry G. Martin, and thank you once again for joining us as we have brought the Word of God to you, and we are hopeful that your life has been enriched and that you have been encouraged. It is such a privilege to come to you no matter where you are. You may be in your home or your automobile or your place of business. If you would like to hear today's message again in its entirety, you can do so by going to our podcast at The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. Again, that's The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. You can also join us on our website at lowcf.org. Again, that's lowcf.org. And as always, I invite you to be our guest at The Light of the World. We meet each Sunday at 10 a.m. at 16161 Old Humble Road. If you're in Atasca Cedar, Kingwood, Summerwood, Fall Creek, North Houston, Northeast Houston, you're in our neighborhood. Come and be our guest. I want to remind you that the Beacon Christian Bookstore is located right here on our campus. Almost every Christian bookstore in our city has closed, but we have an inventory of Bibles, communion supplies, Sunday school books, offering envelopes, study materials, or whatever you might need. Call the Beacon at 281 481-2885. Again, that's 281-441-2885. Now for the light of the world, this is Jerry G. Martin saying, may the Lord our God richly bless you and we'll be with you again next time.